I would say for anyone that says it doesn't work, I have $20 million in team production that says otherwise. <laughs> this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree. And today in studio, we have two uh, outstanding guests. Steve Guilfoyle is the CEO of Care Insurance Agency, along with Shane Schaefer, the divisional vice president within the same company. With locations and offices nationwide, licensed agents in every state, nearly 10,000 agents, brokers, and strategic Ooh. partners. Steve and Shane bring two decades of experience between them. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, and, and for those who aren't good at math, that's basically about 10 years each. 10 years each. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and ladies and gentlemen, that's the start of the show. You're in for a rodeo today. Here's what I will tell you is that I told them is this is a first. We have never had two in-person studio guests. That's right. So it's a first. So you guys are special. I'm excited to interview you, though, because not only do you have an incredible product that actually we at Reminder Media are looking to implement in our business, um, but you guys have built a successful business yourself in a very hard space that's very noisy, right? So I think one of the things that um, for our listeners, like whether you're a real estate agent, insurance agent, financial advisor, it's really hard to cut through the noise because I don't know what the stats are in insurance, but take real estate, the average person knows seven realtors, right? So how do you make yourself different? How do you stand out? How do you actually build a business that attracts? And I think that's really, really difficult to do, but you guys have done it. You've done it, not even the way of like pounding down doors. You've done it really through relationships. So I'm excited to talk to you guys about that. Fill us in though, because the audience really doesn't know who you are. I'd love to hear the story. Steven, I know you started the company. I'd love to hear kind of your 30,000 foot journey of how did you guys go about you know, starting this, bring us up to today and how you've built the business. Awesome. Well, thank you again for having us. Thank you for the question. And I guess just make a long story longer. Uh, it's really been through a lot of, you know, just like any business owner, a lot of failure and you find out the ways that someone's kind of like walking down a hallway with the lights off. You kind of hit each side of the wall and you find out like the way to go straight, which is the painless way or at least more, less painless than others. <laughs> and so when we started out, it was me and Shane both in the same industry. It was that strict door, door, door to knocking. It was like direct driver roads. It was just everything that you epitomize as like the worst way to start at sales, but it was the greatest way to learn. Mm. And... I guess at the end, we've just found that it's been so much easier to empower relationships. And again, you mentioned like strategic partners, that is so much more powerful to be able to add value and add value and add value and then ask for something in return mm. than it is to make it all about you and trying to sell something from the beginning. Do you guys still believe in uh, like door knocking and stuff? A lot of salespeople don't. Like you hear, or at least Josh and I hear all the time, it's like door knocking, it's not effective. Like you can't, you know, it, you're not going to scale a business that way. Do you guys still believe in that? So I'll let Shane take that, but I'll say I wouldn't change it for the world. It was the that. best thing I ever did. And I think it makes you appreciate everything that comes from it. But Shane has been doing this for, you know, longer than I have with that. And it's, it's in, he has incredible stories on that. I, w I would say for anyone that says it doesn't work, I have... $20 million in team production that says otherwise. <laughs> there you go. That shuts them up quick. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, everything is um, not as interpersonal anymore. Sure. Like with sales, right? Everyone calls, everyone yep. sends out emails, everyone does all the new age stuff is now the, the common way of doing it. So now it's, in my opinion, reverted back a little bit to where 
interpersonal and in person and at their house mm. is now the the abnormal way to do it and gets a better response. So I'm curious just to stay on this just a little bit because I think it's super valuable is when you're when we're talking about door knocking, like are we talking about literally you pick a neighborhood and you're just going and knocking on those doors or do you guys do more targeted? So like how do you kind of plan out your door knocking? It was more in rural America and okay. and that's the company we were with. Yeah, yeah, we, correct. We don't yeah. Do that now, but it was more in rural America where we would go by township. Okay. So, you know, a, a 36 square mile area, yeah. one agent would work and Basically, you. I told guys to look at it like you're you're expanding your roots in there to where by the time you leave, you know every single person, you know how they're connected, you know, like you're part of that community, which again is building. That's how we got so good at building the relationships because we had to do it in every single area we worked. I actually think you're hitting on a key point. When we teach, uh, Josh and I teach a class on what's called geographic farming and marketing, which is taking a geographic location. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you narrow it down with demographic information and you target the audience of who you're going after, but you're mailing to that neighborhood, you're out and about in that neighborhood. But yep. what we always say is, if you want to add fuel to the fire of really dominating and producing 20 million in production, right from a door knocking type campaign, you really have to be out and about in that community. Yeah. And what you just said, I think is a golden nugget of, look, if you get to know the homeowners, if you get to know the people in the community, and then if actually you become a part of the community, then that's what will attract people to do business with you because it's overused, but everybody knows you got to get people to know, like, and trust you. And one of the ways to do that is actually through things that are not about your product, not about actually what you're selling, but just about the relationship, just about the, hey, here's what's happening in the community. Here's what's happening in life. So does that translate does that, you know, translate to your style of sale today? Because what's unique about, I think what you guys bring to the table is traditionally the way I understand like the agency model is you're getting people underneath you, right? And they're mm -hmm. going door to door or they're going phone call to phone call, buying leads, trying to sell insurance, that type of idea. You guys have a different product in a, in a way, but you're doing more strategic partnerships, right? You're building relationships. You're trying to go after the decision makers there. Walk us through kind of that sale and what's led you to go that route versus kind of the door-to-door -to -door today in this new company. Just so you know, the 20 million that Shane did, that was before he was even good. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and that was in the least effective way possible, you know, what we we're talking about as well. The, the way that I would look at this is, you know, what, what COVID did where it really took the person out of the personality and the sale. Mm. And again, like you can hit volume with that, but again, like, through seeing an ad or seeing like a YouTube video or whatever, you don't, if you're not intimately connected with that person on many levels, where again, like to the point where you're having like Thanksgiving dinner with them, you can have it, especially in the insurance world, the real estate world, it's a diamond dozen, right? So what do you do to separate yourself? And again, like, you know, you can do it by product, you can do it by price, but what will never be replaced is the person and the friendship they have with you. And that's, I think, what Shane has gotten so good at. And that's what we're, again, through that strategic partnerships, we're not looking at people to kick the door down or buy their company or like take the sign off their building. It's how can we work together? We have the same client. We have the same end goal. What can you do? And again, like, I think what you guys do, you know, you guys are actually still mailing print. Yeah. High quality things. to, And that's and we love it because it it is so much of our culture of what we're doing. It's we're doing somebody that people remember five, 10 years ago, what that was like. And we're still can, essentially kind of that old style of doing it. And I think it's that forgotten art that I think makes us even more unique now. Now, what would you train like a new 
salesperson or someone who's trying to do it. Here's the the genesis of my question, because I think the pain point is everybody would say it's about relationships, not about business. Like normally when you're talking to business owners, when you're coaching people, everybody's, oh, I'm about the relationship. <laughs> but then tactically, when it's you go, business, yeah, right? correct. When you go look at their, what they do every day, oh, it's the commission breath. It's about the, how do I close this deal? Yep. How do you tactically, in you guys' mind, try to do the relationship style business? Well, how does that translate to what you do from a marketing standpoint or what you do from a phone call standpoint or how you prospect and, and how you do that? Like, what does that translate to? I guess that I'll just, the only thing I would, I would say to really highlight, I guess, and maybe my script of it is like, if you were to cold call this of what we're talking about, instead of going and saying, hi, it's whatever, I'm Steve Guilfoy, I can help you with this, I can save this so much money. I find the first five, 10 minutes is about, learn about their business. What can they do? What's mm-hmm. a good customer? And then me asking through all these questions, I'm either I could be a client of theirs or I have clients in mind that could be a client of theirs. So then after getting all that information, I'll say, well, by the reason why I ask is because we have a lot of, of my clients I think could be great people I could link you together with. This is how we do all. We do the group insurance form. And these would also be a great person for you. So before we've even... I've essentially guilted them in to giving them so much business before even asking them for anything that now they're going to be essentially client for life because every single one of our clients gets more. We want to be their best salesperson than any other avenue that they have. Because so, you're technically selling two businesses. Yeah. So you they have a business they are trying to sell to clients. So you're trying to figure out how do I get them more clients or how do I give them business? Because if I give yeah. bus- them business, yep. they'll repeat. And mo- most salespeople approach every relationship they have with how can I push my product, hmm. right? Versus how can I bring this person value to later get in with my product? But the, f- the first answer is how do I bring value here? Mm. And yeah, think about like for real estate, right? If every single, and I have a lot of clients that really, really good ones that whenever their son or daughter is like selling Girl Scout cookies, you know, whatever, some fundraiser, I can guarantee that I have 35 boxes (laughs) of thousands of dollars of Girl Scout cookies at my door every year. And it's a incredibly don't have diabetes at this point, but it's uh, <laughs> it, that is the way that basically solidifies it. When you're invested, like in like that, give to their that, charity, whatever it yep. is, show up at their event. Yep, exactly. So they're never going to leave you just for that alone, right? And so yep. it's one of those things where if you're a client of mine watching and we're not supporting you in some way, that's the thing. Where if next time your kid has to raise some money for softball, make sure that I'm getting that check because that's the least I can do to repay all the trust and time that you've given to me. Again, like our lifestyle is because of each of those deals. And I feel that the least you can do is help contribute for those people that have given you so much. Mm. Um, I think real tactical that I would give, and I think I'm a testimony to it in a way, is like Keith Wilson, who's our insurance guy uh, here at Reminder Media. One of the ways he he won me over in business is, is literally what you guys are saying. He became what I called the connector. So he was constantly introducing me to people that he thought would bring value to me or I could bring value to them. He was constantly like before he was trying to sell me on insurance, even though I knew from the get go, he was, you know, wanting to get me on insurance and wanting to be our broker. And he stated that, which is great. But he kept 
being the connector. And I think there's a big miss for a lot of service-based salespeople because they don't realize that you could be the local influencer in your community. You could know. So if you're a real estate agent, you can know the, the great trusted cr- contractor, the great trusted electrician, right? It could, the business owner down on Main Street that can connect X, Y, and Z. The same applies for every single industry is you could be that person that has that Rolodex that when you come across somebody, you can just open up your Rolodex and say, hey, Shane, I want you to meet Josh because Josh does something incredible that I think you'll really, really value. And you make that connection. And now all of a sudden, these two people feel more indebted to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's a really practical, practical tip that people can take advantage of. Yeah. And that's, that's where a lot of our relationships are is it might not be an industry that we can immediately bring value to ourselves, but we know that Reminder Media and them would have a ton of value add for each other. Mm-hmm. You connect those pieces and now you're invaluable to both parties because if they lose you, they lose each other almost. Yep, correct. Right? Well, we just interviewed Nate. Yeah. <laughs> earlier on that and wait till you guys hear this I, interview. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Nate is connected to you guys. Yep. Nate is also connected to Cody Askins, who's who we've had on the podcast. And because Nate is now on our podcast, we're sponsoring his conference. He's connected to like 4,000 different insurance agents that he's going to introduce us to. All of a sudden, my indebtedness to like a Cody Askins is raised and in my mind, right, that natural reciprocity. So when Cody comes back to Reminder Media and goes 8% Nation, his conference, I'm throwing it, you guys want to be a sponsor. Guess what's all in my mind? What's in my mind is, well, he did connect me to Nate, which got me in front of Fourth Eye. Yeah, definitely, Cody, we'll, we'll sponsor your thing. And that's literally practically how it yeah. works. And as yeah. a shout out to Cody, we were at his first 8%, and then we met Nate through there. And then now we've become one of Nate's biggest supporters in Dallas where we live and he lives at, and he does all the training for our agents yep. as well. And again, that the only reason we know you is because of him. Yep. <laughs> and so you can take that rabbit hole really, really deep, but that's the thing. It's, it's a spider web. You want it deep and wide and as yep. far reaching as you can possibly have because everything comes back to the people that made that happen. I was just listening to a podcast. This was crazy because uh, I thought about you and I, uh, Josh and I is who I'm referring to those listening on the audio version, but is the, the guy was talking about Dan Gilbert. He's the owner of the Cavaliers, Quicken Loans, yep. all that stuff. And on somebody asked him, I guess, in an interview and said, "What? how do you measure your time? What's the most revenue generating activity that you do? And he goes, actually, the biggest activities that I do are the intangible ones that I can't measure anymore. And he said, it's actually going to events like this or going to conferences or going and meeting somebody. He goes, that has no direct response or under, you don't know what you're going to get. But he said, you'll end up meeting a relationship that will introduce you to somebody or that will result in 4,000 people, you know, coming to you, that type of idea. And he said, you look back over time and you go, wow, that was the biggest generating activity that I could do. Now, the caveat I throw there is you think about Dan Gilbert, obviously multi-billionaire, huge companies. And this is why it made me think of you and I, Josh, is that you, when you're early in business, you have to be pounding the pavement and you have to be doing the repetitions that are going to generate business. It's a contact sport. So you got to be contacting people. As you get bigger, it becomes more and more like, hey, how do I meet and get in the right room? Mm. How do I get in the right room with mm-hmm. people? And I think I mentioned this yesterday at the game, or maybe it was earlier this morning. I can't even remember now. Grant Cardone says, if you can't afford to be in the right room, just be the waiter. <laughs> be the waiter and try to try to sweep the floors, try to try to serve the water or the drinks or whatever. Just get in the right room because by proximity, 
you will end up going down these rabbit holes that will build so much value. Yeah. Relationships are the key to success. Right now, everyone in your database knows three to five people who need what you sell. So how do you get those valuable referrals? By connecting consistently and meaningfully. American Lifestyle Magazine is a high-quality, 48-page publication branded to you and full of amazing content your recipients will love. It helps you stay connected with your clients and sphere, keeping you top of mind for referrals. Want to see how it works? Get your free sample of American Lifestyle Magazine at ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. Let's talk about that idea of not being able to measure maybe particular results from your advertising or your marketing, kind of get into this commercials you guys started getting into recently and, and doing YouTube videos, right? You were yeah, kind of talking about before the show. It's really the, the culture we're trying to portray. And again, just like, again, I mean, take most of the listeners on the show, you take finance, you take lending, you take mortgage, you take insurance, the most boring, <laughs> least sexy industry as possible, right? And so what we're trying to do is trying to make it fun again, trying to make it relatable. And again, it's not about, yes, we're selling a boring product, but the relationship that we bring to somebody is super fun. And we, you know, it's about building a friendship with them forever. When did you decide to get it? Like, what made you make that leap from going from building the business organically to spending money on marketing and TV commercials? So, we, I've just seen so many horrible insurance commercials <laughs> and super, super low quality ones where it's just this guy in his basement with a fan going with his half a green screen or whatever. And so it's like, like we can do this better. And that's, I think, what a lot of companies, I think, do. It's like you see your competition, they're like, wait a second, mm. they're making this much money doing this. If I even tried, like, there's no way that, you know, don't break into it. And I think that's a testament to all you guys have done too, to the same point. Have you seen results? Have you started to see kind of a groundswell of, of results from running them? So we spend at this current day, like probably less than a thousand a year on advertising. Wow, because crazy. we used to spend six figures a year on that. Okay. And I don't notice a difference. In fact, actually, I know that now spending our time on people and less on shooting, you know, Facebook ads and YouTube videos to people. Yeah. That's the key with it because, again, at that point, you're just a number in someone's phone versus mm -hmm. a, like a, a friend at the, you know, the bar with them or their kitchen table, right? Yeah. I, I think those commercials just add to the intangibles, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you, you meet with somebody in a business relationship and who knows what setting it is. It might be very brief. And then you go to look us up and you see those commercials and you're like, oh, these are cool guys. So yeah. you got to watch, right? we're, we'll yeah. tag the video yeah. or put the video on our website. It's them running around in T-Rex costumes. It's giant inflatable <laughs> dinosaur costumes. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty hilarious. How do you guys get most of your leads? Like, how does it start for you from a lead standpoint? So you wake up tomorrow, right? You're trying to close these massive deals. How does that look process wise? I'll let Shane take it, but I'll tell you how you don't. Okay. Like, I mean, we, we spent... $15,000 a second on signage and stadiums and different things like that. You know, TV commercials that we've had on, you know, games and stuff. And none of these things has ever paid off because again, like there's, unless you see it four or five times, unless you're going to spend Correct. 50, $60 million, you know, right. over a season, there's really not a whole lot of ROI on it, especially with something like with insurance, of course. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I think for every person listening, for every new agent, for every, experience agent, like every networking thing you can go to of any kind, 
And I, I look at it as, you know, that, that Thursday night that you either have the option to either stay inside, you know, it's cold outside, it's raining, whatever excuse, a new season of Netflix came on, doing that versus like putting yourself out there. And even you go to one meeting one time and you talk to one person, mm-hmm. I've always been under the mindset that tomorrow could be the best day of your life and you haven't even lived that yet. And so if you're doing something that puts you out there, that's one step closer to that happening versus no one has ever closed a deal sitting inside and just watching, you know, videos on their phone. That's right? true. I think that's a fundamental, it's an easy thing to say, but when you actually live it and you treat every day like that, I think that like that one extra person in your life, and I'm going to let Shane take this one, but the rabbit hole of the people that know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that turn out to be it's the six degrees s- of some, separation. some of these yeah. multi-million dollar deals are bigger. Um, why don't you kind of talk about that? Just what you've seen. So I, I think the approach is a big deal. Um, like in, instead of approaching somebody lead wise and like making a connection, like whenever we saw you guys yep. at, at SWAT, for example, right? So a lot of people look at it as I'm going to get a sales pitch right? And I operate under the principle, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason, shut up and listen. Mm. And so actually listen to what that per- person does or what what value add they have, and then start thinking about how can I bring value to the situation, just like we said earlier, but actually hearing them out and then connecting dots versus just going at it as a guard up or a guard down. Like I'm trying to sell a product or I'm going to get sold. That's not, that's not how it is. It's how can we work together to bring value? Yeah. I love and that. That's it, where the lead starts. You guys practice what you preach to because we got on a phone call after SWAT. So you guys met Andrews, our uh, VP of financial services. He was out there. You guys fantastic signed up. Guy. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, everyone he, says he, that he, about he, he is listening to this, right? <laughs> he probably yeah, is listening. We can speak yeah. open, open yeah. that. If not, yeah. just send it to him. Yeah. 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 Right. He is. He's an incredible connector because yeah. he believes the same thing you guys believe. But we get on a Zoom call. That's where I first met you. Um, as we get on a Zoom call and we're like, yeah, well, let's have you guys on the podcast type ideas, uh, you know, super successful. And you guys, hey, we want to come out and see you. Like you literally went from, you don't know us, you just, you signed up for our product client of ours type idea. And you guys are like, Hey, we're willing to jump on a plane, come out and see you and film that we'll do the podcast live. Let's pick a date where we can do so that like, you didn't hesitate. You weren't thinking, what am I going to get? How much business am I going to get from reminder media? What is this really going to be? Let me vet this opportunity type idea. You guys were literally like, Hey, we'll come out. We'll come out there. We'll be on the, the, the podcast, all that good stuff. So that literally is putting into action what you're saying. And you never know, right? It's like for us, we're connected to a ton of insurance agencies that ultimately might be able to sell you guys this product or contract with you guys. There's so much opportunity just for us alone. But if you would have thought, am I sure? Let me vet these guys out. Let me, you know, let me think, am I going to actually make money off of the plane tickets getting there? What is this going to be? Now we took you to the Eagles game. So you got to give us that, you know, it was a good game. Yeah. You you got your money's worth. We guilted you into really putting on a show, right? (laughs) We bought plane tickets. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to come up and see you. (laughs) We better go all out, I guess. Talk talk to me about your follow-up, right? Because I think if I'm thinking tactically for the audience or for myself, your big relationship guys, your your I mean, you're pitching T Mobile, right? You're pitching Barnes and Noble when I was talking to you. You're pitching huge companies and then you're going down to smaller businesses like ours to reminder media. How often are you following up with people? Do you do a quarterly touch with them? Do you like how do you think about that process wise? Or do you even think about that and go, you just kinda 
you know, you're just, it's more natural wherever the relationship goes. Well, if I can just answer your, your first yep. point that you made, like the reason we came out is because we believe in what you guys do. We like you as people, which is rare. Surprising. And at the mm-hmm. point <laughs> of where we both are, you can choose to work with people you like, right? You don't yeah. need to chase people just because it's a dollar and then you hate every day working, right? Mm. So part of it is that we have a, a completely bought in and we believe what you guys do. And we believe that for our clients, you're a very important puzzle piece of what we do. So that's the reason we came out here, just mm. to clarify that. I love it. And, and the then, Eagles game. Yeah. And the Eagles yeah. game. I thought it was just the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. um, but then talking to Andrew again, like what he did yeah. such a good job with was, we were taking in everything that he was selling. And initially, it's just sure. a guy to booth, whatever. I'm better than this. We don't need it. This is just kind of a sales. And there was nothing silly about it, but it, he did a really good job explaining it. So then I saw, not only is this a great value for my clients, and then all the different pieces that I know we spent a couple sure. hours talking about, there's so many pieces that we can actually plug you in to our existing groups. And so again, we both essentially double our book of business together collectively mm-hmm. by growing in the same way that are two different channels. And that's, I think, the best part about what you guys do. And I think it just, it's, if there's anybody that's kind of looking for an example, I think that's a perfect way to kind of solidify that. Love it. Well, you say, if you want to do anything in life, you got to do it with somebody. Like, um, I I forget who said it. Um, I listened to a ton of podcasts, right? And somebody had said, basically, if you look at every major thing done in history, no one did it alone. If you look at everything impactful that was ever done in life, anybody who created wealth, created impact, created influence, whatever, it was never done alone. It was always done with a team. So if you want to do something, you better find the right partners to do it with. You better find, like people are the fuel to everything that you're trying to accomplish. And so how well you can network, build relationships with people, team up with the right people, hire the right people type idea is how far you'll go. You, You can reach a lot higher when you're holding each other up. Yep, correct. So talk to me like about that process, right, of... You know, how do you touch base with people? What What's your methodology of like, do you send them birthday cards? Do you do you try to, you know, do things that are touch point driven? How, how do you think about I, that? I think the birthday birthday card stuff, that's what everybody does. I mean, yeah. you can pay companies to do that for yeah. you, right? Yeah, right? sendoutcard.com. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it's the personal touch that I think is most important. And it doesn't have to be. So like if you're talking client wise, like following up to get business yeah. closed, I think you you schedule that on the call. Like okay. you, you schedule the follow-up while you're on the initial call so that you don't have that just up in the air. Okay, we'll get a hold of you. Nah, nobody ever calls. Yeah, right? correct. But on a relationship basis, it's touching each other on business levels, but also like a text of, hey, how's it going? Or sending a funny meme that you mm-hmm. all saw. Well, it's, it's a normal relationship, right? It's, it doesn't have to be forced. It should be organic. Yeah. Hey, it, we say we're basically professional friend makers. When you look at kind of the life that we have, we literally get to travel the country or the world to meet people that either are going to be hopefully our future friends or meet with our people that have already had a friend, right? And they can be agents, they can be businesses. But again, like if your friend circle is the people you work with and the friend circle that you're trying to make money for, could you ask for a better way? And how could you ever say no to that? Like it's the most genuinely authentic thing you could possibly do. And I think that's the best way that you could possibly do business. I love that. It's so funny because yesterday we got to travel in the car together to the Eagles game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) These guys uh, were being hilarious, right? Some of the jokes inappropriate, but hilarious. And what was so funny is you guys left to go up to the the suite and Steve and I were parking the car and he shared with me something I thought was super valuable is 
he was saying, you know, he he tells these jokes and he's just being who him he, who he is. He said, but the beautiful thing about it is because it's who he is and because you are being your authentic self, you will know right away either this person relates to me, is friends with me, is going to be a friend, right? In that methodology yeah. and that lens you just talked about. Or, hey, they're not going to jive with me. They get offended. But we know right away they get offended. Now I know how to treat the person. Mm -hmm. But it gets real right away, literally within the first 10 minutes of meeting me for the first time. You're real right away. And you ultimately then said, but at the end of the day, you get to the end goal of where you want to be so much faster because you're your authentic self. You'll end up doing business with people that you want to actually do business with that actually like you. And in the end, you don't waste any time. Even if you close a deal with somebody that you had to put on a facade to do, eventually that deal's going to go away because yep. you'll never keep up that relationship. Yeah. Yep. I always say people are going to hate you no matter what. They're going to find a way not to like you. So you might as well be yourself because they're going to be liking <laughs> you for who you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like initiation. It is. It, yeah. it truly is. It truly, uh, I have truly a really, is. really good friend. Uh, his name is Matt Dawson. He's, he's listening as well. And he is probably the perfect person. He's the crudest person you could ever imagine. But you're like, no, I do that on purpose because I can filter out the people that I actually want to work with. And if they're going to be, you know, offended or take whatever in a certain way, yeah. then I know that they're not people that I want to work with for 10 years either. So <laughs> it's a really good way to not only get yourself out there immediately, yeah. but you work with. Well, it's, it's across yeah. the spectrum. Like the sim applies on all boards. It's not just like, I want the audience to understand. It's not just about like a crude joke or something like that. It's literally about who you are yeah. as a person. Like, yeah. it's like, whether it's something about like, you want to be more vocal about your faith or what you give back to, or even like, I know this sounds crazy, but even like your political beliefs and, and what you're into there. And most people be like, oh, don't ever talk about religion. Don't ever talk about politics. Don't ever do that with it. Actually, I believe in today's world, like the more you do that in a relationship-based business, the more you're going to attract people that are attracted to you. And there's great people like Lee Brown is in a big time real estate agent. Yeah. Hilarious that we interviewed on this uh, podcast. I forget if she's down in North Carolina or South Carolina, but um, she's very, very, very active in politics, but her business keeps on booming, right? Because why? Because people know who she is. She knows what she believes in. And even if you don't believe in what she believes in, you know where she stands and you either will be attracted to it or not. Yep. And, and standing for that is really, really cool. It's a breath of fresh air for a lot of people too. Whenever you just open up right and get, here's who I, who I am and how it's going to be. Like people are especially people, yeah, they're used to having to put on this facade and have that like awkward, feel each other out moment. In business, and it doesn't yep. have to be that. It's like, oh, okay, we're going there. Mm -hmm. Here I, we go. I'll give you one perfect example. So one of our biggest deals that we've ever had, still to date, um, it was so big that we had a lot of people asking, like, dude, why wouldn't they have just, like, gone directly to Blue Cross or Aetna and essentially had them create this for them? Like, why, why would you be dealing with potentially billions of dollars and not have them go out of there? And I said, well, they didn't spend three days, you know, getting drunk with them on a weekend and having a little re retreat together. And again, like that's the end of the heart of, I think, where this is, is people just want to like who they work with. Absolutely. And yep. But that it. takes work. Yeah. That takes work. That's to be liked? People, no, to, oh. to actually get, go to out. To get to that table. To, to, to get to, well, right? to, and to be willing to go out and for the three days or be willing to mm -hmm. like jump on the plane. Like it, it it's takes effort, right? Yep. To, it's like you think about your, your significant other. 
it takes effort to have a good relationship. Anybody who has a good relationship, they are working at that, right? The, the idea of a fairy tale romance, everybody in every marriage counselor would tell you does not exist, right? You have to work together to go towards a common goal. You have to work towards a relationship. And it's the same for your clients. You have to work towards it. You have to make sure you understand what are their interests? What are they into? What, how, if, you're, if it's all about personalization and not just a generic happy birthday card, you have to know that person. You have to know what their hobbies are. You have to know what their likes and wants are. And so you can connect those dots that go, I'm going to send this person a bottle of wine because I know how much they love Cabernet or whatever it is. You get 45 brownie points from your wife, by the way. For yeah. That. <laughs> Good job. Exactly. 45. Megan, are you yeah. listening? Right. I keep hitting the mic because I'm not used to this. Sorry, Ariel. Every time I hit the mic, We're all over the it's place. like, bam. <laughs> so so that, that goes back to that point, two ears, one mouth. Yeah. Like, well, I, listen I've never to practiced them. that in my life. I need to. <laughs> listen to them and find out what their likes are instead of just thinking about what you're going to sell them. Yeah. Right? yeah. If you find all that out, if you just listen, people tell you. Yeah. And I wanted to give this um, tip. I know this won't be released we're in the week of Thanksgiving right now. So this won't be released the week of Thanksgiving. So you've missed this opportunity, but there's probably another one coming up here just shortly is take advantage right now. You mentioned in your touch points of like sending a message to somebody, pull out your phone right now, shoot a message to your top 20 clients, make it personal. If you can, if you know something about them, thinking about you, hope you have a great day because of whatever X, Y, Z, shoot that text message video to your top 20 clients. It is the most cost-effective, easiest way to make impact. And so few people do it. Got to ask you guys, since we have you both here, we ask everyone that comes on the show, knowing what you know now, your 20 years combined experience, what would you go back and tell your younger self? Damn, that's such a good question. I'm going to let Shane answer that first. <laughs> Follow your gut. Okay. Why? Because it's my not listening to my gut has led me to every wrong decision I've ever made. <laughs> Mm. And following my gut has led me down the right path to everywhere I wanted to go. Love it. So that's it. Never, Steve, we didn't give you much time to think yeah. there. Yeah, good short answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never stop doing the right thing. And the, the short story of that is I've worked for a lot of companies that the, the reason Fortacare is what it is is because we made a, a pact that I would never allow another agent to feel like I felt how companies we've worked for and the whole, I mean, again, you wow. see this and it's big time in insurance, right? You see so many things where agent goes out, writes a bunch of stuff and that agency, the company, they keep all the money or just like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of backhanded stuff. And so I feel like the transparency and in the insurance especially is lacking. And I feel like a lot of the, um, the plays that people look is very short term. And so I look now and, you know, we are on the point right now of almost $2 billion in savings for every come that we've touched so far. And I, one of the biggest driving parts of this is I look at all the different people that could have just by treating us the right way could have kept us and I would, would have never left them. Wow. And now they're missing out on hundreds of millions of dollars annually because of that short-sightedness. And again, this isn't a, a deal to kind of as a vindictive thing, but it's a way basically to always remember where you came from and make sure that the first week that I was out, I had some really good people in my life and I want to be that same breath of fresh air, that same light these That's brand new awesome. people are coming Love out that. to. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Before we close out, let them know how they can connect with you, how they can find out more about Affordacare, all that good stuff. So yeah, you can put the links on the screen. 
you know, yeah. right here. Yeah, we're, um, we put them in the show goes. notes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, be fortycareinsurance.com. There's okay. uh, contact with all the different locations and everything else. And then, of course, Facebook, YouTube, and everything else as well. Awesome. So we'll put those links on our website. You can get those over at statepaidpodcast.com along with the rest of the show notes there and the video of this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, the first way is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star rating, and leave us a review along with your comments. The best way to help out the show is to tell a friend and share this episode on social media. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Syke. Guys, and I'm Luke Acree. And I want to give a, a plug for them, Affordicare, that they didn't ask me to do this at all. But they have been kind of presenting to me what they do. If you are a company listening to this and you have five employees or more, you should check them out. They have an incredible product that will actually give your employees more money in their paycheck and save you money. And it really does seem too good to be true. Like literally it took me a couple hours to try to wrap my <laughs> brain around it, but it is, it's phenomenal. So check them out. I've been super, super impressed. I know you'll be happy if you're an insurance agent listening to this, this is a value add that you can bring to your clients, right? Or an accountant or any, anybody that's listening to this that has clients like that. You can bring it to your business owner clients and they will rave about it. But here's my action item for you, right? It's all about relationships. That's how they've built this huge business that they have. That's how Josh and I have built our business, Reminder Media. So what's a tangible action item that you can implement in your business? What I want you to do is I want you to go to your client list, whether you have it in a CRM, an Excel doc, on a Word document, wherever you have that, right? And I want you to spell out the Ford method. So it's F-O-R-D. And that stands for Family, Occupation, Recreation, and Dreams. And I want you to go through each name in your list. I want you to say, do I know about this person's family? Do I know about their occupation? Do I know about their recreation? And do I know about their dreams? And if you don't, pick one of those things that you don't know about, shoot a text message, do a phone call to them and find out that information. If you want to know how you build a relationship with somebody, you got to know those four pillars of their life. And that will ultimately lead you to more business, right? So the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 